So from a beautiful sunny Cambridge, um, I am privileged today to be at John Polkinghorne's home. I haven't seen John for a while. Good morning, John. Good morning. And um, I have Andrew Briggs here. This evening we are going to listen to a fantastic presentation about um, Andrew Briggs and Roger Wagner's new book, The Penultimate Curiosity. But in the meantime, John Polkinghorne has read the book and he is going to ask Andrew some questions. Well, first of all, let me say um, that I've enjoyed reading the book very much. It's about human uh, interaction with the reality of the world around us, and that's a topic that is of great interest to me. And there are some unusual things about your book which I particularly enjoyed. People write, there are lots of people write about that, that interaction, of course. Uh, most of them, however, do so either in terms of the contemporary situation only, or if they look back in history a bit, which is, I think, a sensible thing to do, they usually just look over the modern period say, from back to Galileo and, and all that. Now, the, th the extraordinary thing about your book is, 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 is the scope of, of what you look at. You, you go back as far as prehistoric cave paintings, which is about, about <laughs> as far as you could possibly go, and I found all that very interesting and, and, uh, and, 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 and attractive and enjoyed, enjoyed reading that very much. Now, when you look back, when you look at that, you see that, in, the way you see it, as I understand it, is as um, an interaction between two different attitudes or tendencies, which you call respectively penultimate curiosity and ultimate curiosity. And those are phrases that were unfamiliar to me and I imagine to many people. Would you like to just start off by saying what you mean by these, these two slightly gnomic phrases? <laughs> With pleasure. Thank you for reading the book. Um, by ultimate curiosity, we really mean um, questions about whatever is most important to you. Uh, and those may be different for different people, or there may be some questions in common. Uh, questions about, uh, is there a meaning? Is there a purpose? Why am I here? Yeah. Uh, can God be known? Um, questions that may lie beyond the rim of the material world. And as we surveyed the history, we found that time and again, where you had a, a, a community or a culture, or it might just be an individual, who was interested in those kind of ultimate questions, it provided an environment in which what we call the penultimate curiosity could flourish. And by um, the penultimate curiosity, I, we mean what we would now recognise as science. We have to be careful not to use anachronistic terms. Yeah, yeah, sure. But the sort of things that you and I, John, have yeah. looked at in our own professional careers. Absolutely. Uh, you more theoretically, me more experimentally. But, but that kind of curiosity has flourished where these bigger questions have been asked. Yes. Well, thank you. Yes. And you, when you look at the interaction between those two different attitudes and questions, you describe it in terms of an interesting metaphor, uh, which is um, slipstream. Yes. And I think you'd probably better explain that too. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I love flying airplanes, and the end of an airplane's wing will create a vortex. And the same is true of flying birds. Yes. And... The reason that uh, some kinds of birds, like geese or ibis, for example, fly in a V formation right. is that although the, the bird in front has to work as hard as if it was flying by itself, 
the next one can find um, the upcurrents in the vortex from the front bird's wingtips yes. and can benefit from those and get an energetic advantage. And in fact, uh, it's become clear that they're extremely clever. They not only find where the vortex is, but they also work out the phase of it. So they flap uh -huh. their wings to maximize this benefit. And, and, and so the, the, the metaphor of the slipstream is that in a similar kind of way, what we now think of as science has benefited yeah. from the vortices created by these ultimate questions. Uh -huh. Yes, good. So that's, I mean, what, you, what you're presenting, as I understand, as I understand it, is what in more conventional terms is, describes the interaction between science and, and, and religion. And um, I wonder, you would, you would say what you think is, which is a very... Uh, hotly debated and continually debated topic, I'd like to if you could say what you think is uniquely helpful about the approach and, and metaphors that, that, that you use. What, what, do you, what do you feel you're able to say which hasn't been said or heard so clearly or powerfully by the many people who have worked on that interface between science and religion? Well, I think one of the things that we want to communicate is how amazingly positive and construction yes. that uh, con constructive that relationship usually is and has been most of the time. Yes. Not always, and of course people sometimes focus on the times when it has not worked and has yes. gone wrong. Um, and, and, and one has to recognize that, that problems can occur and have occurred but most of the time it's been amazingly positive in yes. a way that I think has not been recognised as widely as we would like it to have been. I see. I suppose you think it hasn't been recognised. I mean, quite a lot of us, uh, I mean, we would say that, uh, that uh, the two are, are mutual friends and that they raise issues uh, which relate to the issues that the other one is considering. Um, and I think you would agree with that. Of course, so of course, agree yes. with that. So, uh, but you you uh, you express that in this particular way that we've just been describing in your book in terms of the ultimate and penultimate reality and of the slipstream interaction yes. uh, between the two. Do you think that way of looking at it carries you a little bit further in, in relation to the sort of questions that are agitated by people who work in the science and, and, and the religion area? Uh, or in some new way, I certainly there's a lot of new information in your book, which I, I certainly enjoyed reading, and uh, and uh, it makes it, it makes it a good a good worthwhile read. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, you know, is it? I don't say this in any dismissive way, but is it more of the same, or is it generally something new? One of the joys of working with Roger Wagner on the book yes. is that he comes at it. Uh, as an artist with his own yes. particular yes, visual and that's a very intellectual combination background. Itself, certainly, yes. um, so that um, uh, stimulated us to uh, go back to what, what we think of as the earliest recorded human intellectual endeavour, yes. um, namely the cave paintings. Namely? Uh, paintings in caves. Yes, yes. Um, what's sometimes called rock art. Right. And, uh, of course, Roger is superbly well qualified yes. to comment on this. 
So one of the, the, the things that I learned from working with Roger on it is that uh, some of the paintings from about 35,000 yeah. years ago are of astonishing quality. Yeah. And uh, Roger's assessment, and, 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 and he's able to judge, is that the paintings, for example, of horses' yeah. heads in the Chauvet Caves in the south of France are really as good as, as you know, someone yes. like Stubbs or a, a good really, yes, yes. contemporary horse painter. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I certainly warm to the um, recognition that uh, aesthetic pleasure is real pleasure and aesthetic truth is real truth and that they're helpful to each other. And I, I think it's a, the broader the base we have um, and the, the, the wider... A range of, of of human experience and dimension of that with uh, it's certainly helpful. Your book is is clearly a, a useful. What's how patronising? It's a useful step in that direction. <laughs> Thank you very much for your comments, John. It is brought to life with a documentary with the combination of interdisciplinary art and science and religion. Um, thank you very much, John. Thank you, thank you for and coming thank you, in. Andrew. Thank you for the book, uh, Andrew. And well, thanks for good this to see you again. To talk about it. it is a very beautiful, shiny, well produced book, and the illustrations inside are fantastic.